Massive warning. Do not buy these three altcoins. These are three projects you should absolutely not touch. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're putting out a massive warning not to buy these three altcoins. Do not touch these projects. They're horrendous. They're overpriced. Their market caps are through the roof. We've done, this is the third one, I believe, now in our series. In the previous two where we covered them, we've absolutely nailed it. So make sure you guys pay attention to the end. Yeah, so we've... In part one, I think we covered Crypto.com and Axie Infinity before they absolutely nuked. Mm. Uh, we talked about things like Decentraland and the Sandbox before they... I mean, most altcoins have gone down a lot, so it, the warnings were pretty good. But these three projects... You know, we talk about a lot of altcoins on this show, and we talk about mostly projects we like. But it's it's interesting to look at both sides of things and bring up three projects which are talked about a lot. Some of them have cult followings. And discuss the other side of the coin, why... We, we would never touch them and kind of explain what, what are the things going on behind the scenes that make them a little bit shady. I think it's important to, to do this too because like, look, there's 10,000 plus altcoins out there. People only have so much capital available. So let's highlight some of the projects that we wouldn't personally touch and for really good reasons. And sometimes it only takes one giant red flag to, st- to stay far away from it. Yeah, okay. Which one do you want to talk about first? I think we should go into... The number one scammiest project of the three. Yep. And that's Hex. This is a 50, $15 billion market cap. They have... <laughs> it, man, okay, there's, there's, there's red flags everywhere on this project. The, but fir- the first red flag is on their website. It says, this is not a scam. Man, it's actually hilarious. Like, It's called a scam so much that they had to dedicate a separate page of their website to defending itself yeah. and then you're going on to like a layer one blockchain and it's like you know a near protocol and then it's like oh by the way this is why near protocol is not a scam yeah it's like it's obviously a scam the fact that you have to say that like for me no, like number one that is like straight up like if you have to announce that that's a red flag that's like say hey look i'm not a liar yeah <laughs> you like know what i mean clearly a liar yeah so hex hex promotes itself as a cryptocurrency it's a crypto investment bank so it's high interest blockchain you deposit your hex tokens and you just get more. It is almost literally the definition of a pon- of a Ponzi scheme mm. to a T, where you buy these tokens and you deposit them, and the more people that buy the tokens and the more people that deposit them, you get more in like interest from the token. The token itself serves no utility. No. It doesn't do anything. It's not solving any problem, and the only way you make more money is by getting more suckers more, in. Yeah, more people in, and you can see that through their forms of advertising, like. Looking around, you could, on the web, even on the website they show it. It's like in on tabloids, in newspapers, uh, on the side of buses, on taxis. Like it's the most shadiest form of kind of advertising that you can possibly see. Yeah, from really anything, and the fact that they have uh, no hard cap, they have twenty percent of tokens in circulation. That's really like so. There's still so many more tokens to be yeah. released. 
and their volume for a $15 billion market cap is sitting at $4 million on a 24-hour uh, time frame, which we've seen uh, small caps sitting at like project number 2,000 with more volume than this. Yeah, and the, the reason for the volume, which brings me to the next massive red flag, is it, uh, is it listed on zero reputable exchanges? Mm. You can only buy it on DEXs and a bunch of like absolutely D-list exchanges because all these real exchanges like Binance, Coinbase, KuCoin, they know Hex is a scam. So they would never touch listing Hex on their exchange with a 10-foot pole. It's kind of funny when you go into the FAQs on the Hex website, uh, below the um, is this a scam part, it's like, how would I ex- explain Hex to a 12-year-old? And it's like, it's telling people how to convince other people who might not yeah, be yeah, so yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. What? It's like, just imagine this person did this. And in order to um, hedge against inflation, you can buy this token called Hex, which is up 60,000% since it was. And all you need to do is just plug your thing in and buy Hex, and then you're good. Yeah. It's like... What another another area on the website? It said, "What if I'm scared?" (laughs) And so it's like, "What if I'm too afraid to buy hex?" And it goes, "Fear is good. It's there to protect you." Said that that feeling is what makes the largest opportunities so valuable. Like they're coercing people into buying into this Ponzi scheme, into this you know pyramid uh, pyramid scheme, right? Yeah. And Richard Hart, the founder of Hex, notoriously like I don't know, kind of a shady guy. He's obviously on, on. you know, gone on public record saying Hex is a far superior store of value than Bitcoin because it guarantees hodler rewards for the coins. Yeah. It's just like, oh, everything about this project is you could not, you couldn't pay me. You can pay me to to buy this stuff. Richard Hart too, is his real name is actually Rich, Richard Schuler, So he's not even going by his real name. Yep. Which I found interesting as well. And he has a history of promoting very questionable invest, investments. Also the fact that we've, what we've seen with really high staking rewards is t- typically these type of projects tend to fade out and fizzle out mm-hmm. over time. They're offering 38% APY. And they also have, you know, it's always bad when they have like a picture of a Lambo on the, on the, <laughs> on the website yeah. as well, like win Lambo. Yeah. And also about Richard Hart, fucking guy. He's got a picture of him saying he's bought the world's largest uh, cut diamond called the Enigma. It's a bi- it's uh, billions of years old, weighs 555 carats. And he has it. It's called the Hex Diamond. And he bought this. Where do you think he's getting all this money from? Yeah, all the people he scammed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, what an absolute scam. And it hasn't really <laughs> pumped at all over the last, like we've had this, we're in the middle of kind of a relief rally here, a bear market rally. Hex token barely hasn't pumped at all. That tells you all you need to know. No one's touching this. I think there's, you're, they're, they're not going to see enough liquidity move back into this project because now, you know, we've seen what happened with FTX, et cetera. I think people are now becoming a little bit more aware and money is now filtering, you know, from like 10,000 projects into like the top 1,000 to 2,000 projects. Yeah. Right. People are making more informed decisions as more and more people come into the space and learn about what's good and what's not. For sure. Yeah. I think we can put Hex to bed as a pretty much a Ponzi scheme scam. If you guys have, you know, if you just disagree with us, let us know in the comments. But yeah. I think let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Cool. What do you want to talk about next? Let's go to, you know, maybe a little bit more of a controversial pick. Let's talk about ApeCoin. Okay. So ApeCoin, you know, had a, obviously a ton of hype. ApeCoin is the token for the Yuga Labs Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutant Ape Yacht Club. That was the NFT project that led the NFT bull run last year. Uh, ApeCoin is, it's, it's in like the top 30 coins. It has a $6 billion fully diluted market cap with only 35% of tokens in circulation. You know, it's sitting there up there amongst like very, very reputable projects with massive partners. But what does ApeCoin really do? So they say it's a token used for culture, game, and commerce. You know, if you go on to like 
Algorand's website or something like that, and you see like all the projects within the ecosystem or Cardano, and you can kind of you can really see what they're developing, what they're building out. And you know, you look at Algorand with a, a smaller market cap than this one, I believe. Um, you can see, you know, the utility of the coin. But with this, what they're trying to use it for primarily, it seems, for this virtual gaming space called the other side. Had a ton of hype um, mid last year, I believe it was. Yep. And <laughs> there hasn't really been much else that's kind of come out from this other side uh, metaverse that they're attempting to build. And we know what goes into creating a metaverse because, you know, we've been talking about something known as the other side. And how other that, verse, other verse, other verse, yeah. um, and how that's been going. That's been in uh, production for nearly 19 years. The physics aspect to it, how hard it is to actually make something where you can have multiple people in a room. Uh, if you have a VR headset on, you don't get sick, like from motion sickness. So there's all these aspects. So if you have a five billion dollar market cap and you don't even have a the metaverse that you're talking about even exist in existence yet, yeah. how can you be worth a five billion dollar? I mean, to, to me, ApeCoin and the whole Yuka Labs, Board Ape Yacht Club, other side, the whole kind of thing they've got going on just reeks of a VC celebrity pump and dump. You know, you had all these top-level A-list celebrities, musicians, artists, athletes. They were all being gifted slash buying these Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs, putting them as their profile pictures, and then inflating the price. Then they had this massive airdrop of the ApeCoin to people who owned either the Mutant Ape board or the uh, Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs. And then, you know, people are selling these things. The NFTs have obviously cratered in value, just like the entire crypto market. I don't hold that against them. But it's, it's just another, it's instead of, you know, investment firms and VC firms pop, propping it up with like, you know, Coinbase, Binance behind these guys, FTX, it's just another way of doing it. It's just celebrities getting in saying, oh, look, Eminem has this. Steph Curry has this. You need to get this. But there just doesn't seem to be any utility in this token. All we've seen, as you already mentioned, is this one trailer for the other side. It looks like, you know, a game. Yeah. It's not like a, it's no other verse. That's for sure. No. Um, and, you know, I think ApeCoin and this whole ecosystem could look attractive to me if the market size, market cap was about 10% of what it is now. Yeah. If it was like, you know. 500 mil. 500 mil. I, yeah, even less, yeah. Less than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, I do respect what Yuga Labs has done in the NFT industry. They're an authority. They obviously know how to generate buzz. They're great at marketing. But with a $6 billion market cap and only 35% of tokens in circulation, you can't convince me that this is one of your best investments in the top 30 of all coins. Like, absolutely not. I mean, Yuga's, the Yuga Lab, they did great with capturing the NFT hype craze, but they kind of really tried to distance themselves from the ape coin aspect altogether. Um, so from their website, they say controlled and built. This is always a red flag to me. Controlled and built on, by the community. It will, be, it will serve as a decentralized protocol layer for community-led initiatives mm. and drive the culture forward. It's like, you guys aren't community-led. Um, when 38% of the supply is held by insiders, venture capitalists, et cetera. And they're, like you said, they're kind of a bit shady, right? So 16% of the tokens go to Yuga uh, Labs plus charity fine print it says the charity gets six percent of the 16 percent which means they really only the wow. charity, yeah so the charity really only gets like 0.0001 percent of the overall but they make it look like hey look we're actually doing something good here classic yeah yeah i've read into the legality of the um basically the creation of the apecoin token um there was this whole article saying this is absolutely a security yeah. the way that they did it but the way that they got around it they obviously have smart lawyers they got a lot of money 
they created this thing called ApeCoin DAO. Mm. So ApeCoin DAO distances Yuga Labs and the company from ApeCoin. So technically, there is no correlation between ApeCoin and Yuga Labs. Exactly. But because they created this ApeCoin DAO, which does nothing, then it's decentralized. And because it's you know governed by the community, then they're able to issue this token. Uh, the analyst called it as close to a fake stock and offering as you can get without being blatantly illegal. Yeah. So you know we see we know regulation is going to be a trend come this year. Are they going to be one of the next targets after you know XRP, Ethereum, and stuff like that? Who knows? But yeah, I just. There's no way, not that I'm saying it's not going to pump. These things can pump, you know, it's, it's one of the top coins. But, you know, when you look at the top 30, you look at uh, coins with a four or five, six billion dollar market cap, ApeCoin is just not going to be in my portfolio. Yeah, I, look, I think 2D um, NFTs are dead. I think with Yuga Labs separating themselves from ApeCoin, I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and a metaverse that's nowhere near completion, not worthy of the five to six billion dollar market cap that it currently holds. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's move on to our third and final coin that we do not like for this episode. And it's kind of along the same lines as ApeCoin. It's in the NFT industry. It's looks for the looks rare NFT marketplace. So this almost looked to be like it a... <laughs> you like that, eh? Yeah, We're throwing one. a lot of little, little hidden... Yeah, good pun. Um, so looks is attempting to be a competitor to OpenSea, which is the market leader in the NFT space. This has a $200 million fully diluted market cap, 40%, 47% of tokens in circulation. They try to do it more like community-driven again as well, saying that OpenSea is too business-like, and that's not what Web3 is supposed to be all about. Um, few red flags here are the Looks Rare team lists a total of 14 members on its site with all their identities hidden behind pseudonym uh, accounts. Oh, God. The project was launched by uh, Zod and Guts, two unidentified founders that provide no further information about their background. Brutal. So 16 team members, they're all hiding behind, you know, 2D yeah. images. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of red flags here for me. So at the end of the day, Looks Rare is just another NFT marketplace. And OpenSea had the first mover advantage. OpenSea has billions of dollars behind it. It's going to be very hard to knock OpenSea off their current pedestal. And, you know, we talk, we've been talking about this a lot on the show lately. You go to DAP Radar, and you can see how many users are using different platforms. We talk about this when we talk about ecosystems for near protocol, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we'll head over to DAP Radar. How many people are using OpenSea? At least 30,000 monthly active users. Looks rare. 300. Mm. That is, and, you know, you have to assume that of those 300, meant there would be a few staff members and, like, people and stuff like that. So, basically, no one is using this NFT marketplace which has a, a fully diluted market cap of 200 million. That just does not add up. I saw, uh, I did, so I did the DAP Raider. I did it over the course of a month and OpenSea has had 350,000 traders, an increase of 37%. Right. Even Magic Eden had 120,000, an increase of 1%. Immutable X, 38,000, 25%. Looks rare over the 30 days, 7,000, minus 54%. Their trading volume has gone from January 19th, 2021, was 800 million. And now it's through, you know, through the airdrop. There's a lot of wash trading that also occurred. So people were just kind of buying and selling their own NFTs to earn the rewards. Now it's gone from 800 million down to 2 million. It's dead. It's dead. It's a dead project. It's a dead project. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at, you talk about this, some of those other competitors on the DAP radar. So Magic Eden, 10K active users, 
Immutable X, even the Axie Infinity marketplace, which like Axie Infinity, you know, way down from its popularity, still 5,000 monthly active users. Yeah. Looks rare. Let me say it again for the people in the back. 300. Yeah. That is, this thing deserves a market cap of 2 million. If that. Not 200 million. Yeah. I mean, you go into the website, it just looks like an outdated, dead version of OpenSea. OpenSea has all these different categories, contests running. They've branched out from just JPEG NFTs. They've got different kind of NFTs. OpenSea is a vibrant community. You go on a looks rare, basically no categories, just old NFTs and just, it's just like yeah. a one page landing thing. And honestly, at the bottom of the page, it tries to entice you in. It says, oh, 22% APY if you lock in your looks tokens. Yeah. That's the only thing that they're trying to get you in there. I mean, I don't know how you can convince me that this isn't this thing is just on a downward spiral here from, from 100 million, 200 million to 100 to 10. Yeah, this thing is... Again, I, I'm not touching looks with a 10 football. No, I, I know. I think there's a, um, a lot of room for NFTs to grow. You know, as the utility kind of expands a bit, we see tokenization of real world assets. It's already a, a bit of a, a scary area for all the different rug pulls that we did see throughout the year, uh, last year. And um, I think with OpenSea having first mover advantage, if you will, I think that's primarily where you're going to see you know, maybe some music NFTs, ticketing, et cetera. I think they'll continue to expand like, like you, like you mentioned. Yep. Whereas looks rare is doing absolutely nothing. So, yeah. So, I mean, look, you have hex, which just reeks of a Ponzi scheme, ape coin, which looks like a VC celebrity pump and dump and looks rare. To be honest, it kind of just looks like a dead project. Dead. So what, if you have other ideas for, you know, for your, for your listeners, those of you in our community, if you have other tokens and projects that you really don't like, that you think are scams, that you think the market cap is way inflated, leave them in the comments. We always look at every comment. Uh, we'll look through the comments. If there's a bunch that have the same comments or likes, we'll think about doing this because we'll do a part four and continue following up on tokens that we don't like. And then make sure you guys tune to the next episode. Because that one's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Beanpod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Beanpod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.